it's two different. Well, it's different types of mama's boys too. It's like those mama boys that are more or less the de facto husband of their mom, mm-hmm. which is also weird as fuck. Mm-hmm. Where they've been little man of the house their whole life. Yeah, that shit is text boy fuck boy. Disgusting. That's textbook fuck boy. Disgusting. Or it's the nigga that's been treated like a princess whole life by his mom. Mm. Another fuckboy static. Did you see that one thing going around on Twitter about this uh, that young kid that was like basically expecting his mama to give him $2,500 a month? First yeah. of all, she already gives him 1000 I was like, nigga, why rock the boat? And he don't do nothing but spend it all on luxury clothes and shoes and he don't have a job. Dreams. Those are like nineteen year old version of my dreams. Like, I and wish. she said that she works one hundred and twenty yeah, hours a week. Shit. I saw that shit, bruh. Is that even possible? It's possible, but I don't. I don't, bro. I don't know, man. Something about that don't seem real. It's almost like that girl be like, I'll never be like one of those Negroes, and that was Doctor Phil too. I'm just really trying to do the math. If you are, I think she's a nurse. You can do 120 hours as a nurse. Yeah, that's true. But still, that's child. He got the nerve to be talking about. I mean, like, okay, it's cool that you want to be a YouTuber, but you getting paid this ridiculous allowance, and you haven't put any of that shit towards actually being a YouTuber. Like, why you? You ain't bought a camera. You ain't bought no equipment. <laughs> you ain't bought no software. Do you have a laptop? My guy, you going about this all wrong? Oof. But kids now just want to be YouTubers and not like, you know, like my nephew thinks I'm a celebrity. Noah thinks I'm a celebrity because I have a podcast. I mean, it, it's completely fine to want to go the YouTube route. Like, but what kids need to understand is number one, you're not going to blow up overnight. So you still going to have to have a job. That's why when I was talking to Noah, he was like, I was like, so if you start a YouTube where you're a gamer, how many subscribers do you think you have? Like 10,000? I was like, yo, what? <laughs> yeah, it takes people years to blow up on YouTube unless they already have a fan base, which is why rich people get richer so much easier because... Right. They always had a fan start your, Yeah, the Kardashians started YouTube. They got a million followers in the first week without posting any videos just right. because... Off clout. Just, yeah. Off respect. That's easy, but you... Don't nobody know who you are in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> you think you're going to just start some shit and be rich tomorrow? Child. No. The grind is serious, my guys. Like, looking at your statistics, you're like, damn, nobody listened last week. I don't know why nobody listened last week. I must have talked about the devil too much that other week. <laughs> because it was a clear drop off where it was like, yo, this nigga juice might be a fucking Satanist. I don't know. Last week did, did feel kind of different. I wonder what it was. Not us recording, but just like the week in general. Just, I don't know. It felt different for me. I don't know what it was. It wasn't real. It was a slow news week, to be honest. Maybe. Because we literally talked about verses all of. Yeah. For the most part, all mm-hmm. of last week. But yeah, I, like, I, I was in a weird headspace, too, for the last like two weeks. So, like, now I'm back to, like, normal, even though we're recording late. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we recorded late this because I have, like, a million different 
possible topics. But it, I don't know, I'm in a queer headspace. But, you know, life is life. And it is what it is. Per usual. But, you know. Here we are again. <laughs> what a time. Another week. Another week in hell. <laughs> <laughs> My personal life is going good. The world is on fucking fire, though. Yet again. Like, bro. I'm going to try to keep this shit like Cooper. You have no idea. (laughs) Every week you just be talking about your child. Like I be trying to sleep. You like wake up, nigga. It's like, bro, it's four thirty in the fucking morning. Come on, I gotta go outside. Mm -mm. He don't pee. He just be outside looking. I looked outside yesterday. He's just sitting on the ground. It's like (laughs) this nigga got a fresh cut law. Don't know how that. Okay, admiring his own uh, land. Everything the light touches. <laughs> it's mine. Cooper is a porch sitting nigga. <laughs> he, he totally is. All he needed was a glass of sweet tea. I know. <laughs> With some lemon in it. Now y'all go inside now. <laughs> that girl who does the old black people thing is so fucking amazing. On point every she time. She don't miss. Never miss. Hit the nail on the head every time. <laughs> Like every, I haven't seen anybody that just cannot relate. I know it's like somewhere. man, that's my auntie and my uncle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we I want to keep this shit like, even though I mean it's bitch, we're gonna talk about some real shit. But where you want? Let's start with uh, Usher Bucks. <laughs> Good old Usher Bucks. Um, yeah. So Usher was trending. This week, um, which we have since found out that it was on purpose. Yeah. Um, Brilliant marketing. Absolutely. So Usher went to a strip club. I don't know which one it was because I didn't delve that far into it. I think it was in Vegas. Yeah. Usher went to a strip club in Vegas and um, threw some Usher bucks, some, some printed money with his face on it. And, and he had different no- denominations of it. Too. I was like, yeah. this thing is... A scammer. He spent money on that money. Yeah. <laughs> um, Cause that shit looked official. But yeah, so some some stripper was like, How would you feel, you know, if you <laughs> if you danced all night and blah 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 and this is what you saw on the floor on the table or whatever. And there was no trade in value for it. And so of course everybody had something to say. But come to find out, that was just a marketing ploy. Because he has a resident residency in Vegas, which we um we knew about that. That's not new news, but I guess it's about to start up because COVID's over. This is yeah, this Allegedly. is the season, right? This is the season anyway. Don't most residencies be starting like May, June? They go through like I August ish. So. Everything's in full swing right now too, so it's like summer on a million mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, so it makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> niggas were talking about them motherfucking Usher bucks, like just really going in. It was so many ve- memes and just like jokes, and it literally went viral immediately. That shit was hilarious, though. It really was. Um, 
What was your favorite joke? Uh, I took a picture of it, I believe. <laughs> Let me see if I can find it. <laughs> I have so many bookmarks right now. I'd just be having screenshots out the ass of everything. The video of that that little boy grabbing his mom's boob is the funniest shit in the fucking world. Oh yeah. <laughs> She's um My niece be doing that to my sister. I thought it was weird until I saw that. I was like, oh okay. She's on a YouTuber, I don't think, but she's she has a pretty big Instagram following. About her being a mom to this cute little boy. It's cute. And she just had a little girl. They look just alike. The funniest one to me was when they started <laughs> using from coming to America. Let me pull it up. Oh, damn. I guess I don't have it. Maybe I bookmarked it on Twitter. He's rich. He is rich. What? He got his own money. <laughs> when I say he's got his own money, I mean the boy has got his own. <laughs> I definitely saved that. You did it this time. You hit the jackpot. <laughs> he's rich. Damn, he I is. I didn't. <laughs> And then they also had this one. Oh. Okay, I played myself. I don't have it. I thought I saved it in my phone, but I didn't. Man, go play with me. No, for real, don't play like that. <laughs> <laughs> How you know? Oh my god. Put that on everything. <laughs> yeah, I can't find it. But but no, it was just it was hilarious to see people oh, talking they shit. <laughs> Got you. Who you say gave that to you? <laughs> Rich hour. Got you. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny because it was just the idea. Like, you know what made it funny? It's because there's so many scammers in Atlanta to think that the most famous person from Atlanta, even though he's from, really from Chattanooga, but you know, it's from Atlanta, is a big time scammer that would print his own face on money. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like, um, Twitter was cracking that day. Bro, Twitter don't miss a fucking beat. I'll tell you that fucking much. Yeah, I don't have it. I'm sad. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Usher Bucks was just 
Just marketing, which I mean, it's super smart. Go to the strip club and throw. Because I mean, where else are you actually going to be able to just throw tons of money, money around as a promotional tool like that? Like you can't. It's not going to work actually trying to pay for something. <laughs> right. And then too, like, I figured it had to be something behind it. Because, I mean, is Usher really going to go to a strip club and not pay? Right. He was in Hustlers and did the exact same thing, except for without the fake money. <laughs> Usher has just never been that type of dude. Like, he, he doesn't even have that kind of rap to just be like, I'm going to walk out the strip club. Without paying As Usher When people know That I got fucking money I know long money Money since we were kids Big money This nigga was on the set of The Biggie Give Me One More Chance video <laughs> Long stupid It's old money at this point <laughs> So yeah That was um, That was a moment on Twitter We will not disrespect The name of Usher Raymond IV Which is the only nigga I know His entire name <laughs> U S H E R R A Y M O N T. Usher is the last R&B nigga that had niggas like really being like, I'm an Usher fan. Like regular, degular ass niggas. Not these niggas that be like, oh, I love everything Chris Brown does. You know, who are even the new R&B niggas? Are there any? Other than like the Brent Fiazes and the 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 Bryson Tillers, even though Bryson Tiller ain't got enough work, Bryson is kind of falling off already. Brent uh, Fiaz is he's got big fuckboy energy. I like his music, but it ain't like Usher. It no, definitely not. The only person that's close is Chris Brown, and I don't like Chris Brown enough. I had every Usher CD, knew every lyric. And then like that shit Knowing Usher didn't make you whack That was the last R&B nigga That didn't make you didn't weird make you whack as, an, as a dude Yeah we like of course I got Usher Like what the fuck Like Man, I like, like Y'all's masculinity be getting annoyed so much It do <laughs> <laughs> But it's like it, it's, it is crippling Until you just get to the point You're like I don't give a fuck about none of this shit Yeah But then even then Women want a certain level of masculinity too. It's true. Everything is so fucking like the wishy washy. Pro- the problem is when you're a young dude is you overcompensate for masculinity. Yeah. Like good masculine energy is not wrong. Ugly dude. macho shit. Yeah, it's machismo bullshit. Yeah. You just like Ooh, I'm supposed to because that's what men do. And then you get older and be like, eh, it's all right. Yeah. But yeah. But Usher was like, based on middle school masculinity, Usher was cool to have. That's also when niggas used to really try to sing for bitches. <laughs> Which is an era I wish would come back. Where that's, niggas- that's been a trending thing on Twitter, too, is like, we need to bring back the begging nigga music. <laughs> Good <laughs> when be- niggas were begging for love and pussy. Good begging music? Like, when we were talking about the Osleys and shit? That begging and pleading. <laughs> it's just like when uh, Keith was like uh i mean oh make me say he's like this nigga ronald isley essentially was just like girl i like the way you know on uh between the sheets he's like girl i like the way you take this dick but he didn't say it that way <laughs> <laughs> make it poetic right dress it up and make it real for me 
Just like this, when people were like, the reason we uh, shouted out Ron Osley is because he, he talked to us in a way that you niggas don't talk to us. It was like, I can see what she talked about. That is absolutely true. Like, this nigga Ron Osley was really just, I mean, he was saying the same shit. He said he, what he needed to say. Yeah. I like the way you receive me. But he, he, <laughs> he finessed the fuck out of it. It's like, okay. That's not, girl, you take this dick real well. Right, or girl, come get this dick. A bitch, come suck this dick. Like, I'm sick of, I'm also sick of, I'm sick of the pussy music, too, from the women. Like, I, I'm, it's just, I don't know. I'm just tired of hearing, like, oh, I got this wet, wet. Oh, I'm a freak. Oh, he liked the way I ride it. Oh, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, can we, can, do y'all have anything else to rap about? No. <laughs> As women, like I understand the whole, it's empowering. Oh, Lakeith then went live. Oh God, you should have seen the way her face lit up. I understand the whole. Um... <laughs> She's still scrolling, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> she go get this thirst off. <laughs> Back to where I was at. I understand women's empowerment, and you know, women taking over their sexuality and expressing their sexuality like I completely understand that but when it comes to you as an artist musically and that being all that you have to talk about and and across the genre like there's not many female rappers that don't rap about what they could do with their pussy nowadays I can name Two that's coming to my head immediately, Which two? and that's Rhapsody and um, what is her fucking name? What is her fucking name? Jean Grey. No, she be on TikTok rapping too, like freestyling. Chica. Nope, but Chica is definitely one of them. Um. Oh. Not Trizzy. Not no. What's her name? Ugh. It is on the tip of my tongue. I tweeted about her once. What is her name? I know who you're talking about. Too. Shit. I'll think about it later. I gotta Google it now. Um. But yeah, I think that's the one also misconception of retrospect. People thought that the reason that people liked Lil Kim was the raunchiness. And it wasn't just the raunchiness. And even like her raunchiness wasn't only about, you know, her vagina. It was just about being a down ass, real ass bitch mm-hmm. that could spit her fucking ass off. She flexed her power in a different way, though. Like, you know, the sexual shit was sprinkled in there, but it wasn't like. It was. Salt and pepper was as sexual as you would get. And mm-hmm. it was still. It was still respectable, we'll say. Mm hmm. Little Kim was like, nah, I'm talking this shit. It's like these Tierra Wack. Yes. I love Tierra Wack. I kept Wack. wanting to say Tiana Major for some reason. Tierra Wack, like the first song I fell in love with her was Fruit Salad. Mm. That shit was dope. She be freestyling the like she could spit. I just watch her. I follow her on TikTok and she be fucking spitting. But yeah, I think it's because, you know. I mean, I like good pussy raps. Who doesn't like good pussy raps? Yeah. But 
like I just really I don't know like it's gonna seem like hypocritical or contradictory for me to say this but I just want women to flex their power in a different way or or be able to showcase that they have power in more ways than just using their sexuality and I know that there's a thin line between doing that and also taking agency over yourself as a woman in your body. There's a very thin line between that. And I want somebody to just grasp that thin line. (laughs) Because I'm sick. It is there. I'm sick. You could be righteous and ratchet. And we're, you know what? In a, a wild way, I think that's why we underestimate Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj, like for all the bars that you remember, like like talking about like pussy and shit, she was spitting her ass off. Oh yeah, on a sure. lot of other shit. I want Nicki to come back. I, I think I liked a tweet just a minute ago that said, "Somebody said Nicki, give us anything, something, please." <laughs> And I'm right there like Please give us something girl Where is you at This is random But when you were like I can't wait for you to be a father What did you mean (laughs) Because I thought in my head what they meant I was just thinking about I mean you talking about your kids being assholes And cussing and I was like that shit's gonna be fucking hilarious. It is. It's just gonna be bad that I gotta go home with these niggas. It's gonna be little juices. It's just like when my mom talks about like how bad I was, but she would have to hide from laughing. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, it's gonna be <laughs> a lot of that. This should only be cute though for a I know, very like, limited time. I like, mean, don't laugh at that shit. For you have to start whooping ass for real. <laughs> and I really don't wanna whoop my kids, but if they get, if I have kids like me. I'm definitely gonna have to beat them. Gonna have to whoop them niggas. Yeah, it was like, man, look, I thought I'd never do this shit, but y'all niggas is tripping. <laughs> and I don't like that y'all made me get to this level. So I gotta, you know, I gotta discipline the nigga. Kids will try it. They will definitely try. My nephew be trying the fuck out of everything. Cause he, he didn't got to that age now where he knows what he likes, he knows how to express that, he knows how to say no. He thinks that he could just do whatever the fuck he want. See, that's why you got to have a little girl first. Little mama go get everybody in check. Maria got us in check. True. Little mama, Maria still be calling me on some bullshit. <laughs> Acting like my goddamn mama. Yeah. If I had been the oldest, Andre would have been lost in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> I would have led that nigga turn him astray. <laughs> led him all kind of through the woods. Oldest boys or the old like the only kid being a boy, I terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah, y'all would have wreaked havoc together. Yeah. Yeah. I think about what it'll be like when I'm a parent. It's gonna be weird, bro. Yeah, same. I wonder how my children will be. I feel like my kids are gonna be funny as hell. The only thing I'd be thinking about is, what if, like, I have, like, super athletic-ass fucking kids, and I'm kind of iffy on sports, but, like, God damn it, I got to go to all these sports. 
It's like I become a sports dad. Yeah, like I be the that one random dick. Like he get all the height of my gener like that me and Andre didn't get. I have like this six six ass uh basketball playing ass nigga. He'd be like, God damn it, I gotta go to these fucking games. Yeah. Like I'm in the middle of the summer. I'm like, I'm trying to go to a music festival, but this little nigga on the traveling basketball team, oh, he might make it to the <laughs> NBA. But I mean, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Like, nigga, read a book or something. <laughs> like, he don't like none of the shit I like. He don't like to read. He don't like music. He just like to play ball. I'm like, oh. No, no, he like music, but it's just trap. Yeah, it's straight trap to get him it. Like, it's just workout music. Yeah. Like he, the only other music he got in his uh, whatever futuristic device they gonna have mm-hmm. is like the Rocky theme song or some just old school trap, which is where I will bond with him. But yeah, it would be my luck to get a nigga that just loves sports. But man, God damn it, man! I can't Why? wait to be a soccer mom. We'll be out there. I'm gonna be that mom. You be the one yelling. I used to hate when my mom used to yell at our shit. Like, God damn, I'm one of the only black people out here in this morning. This hooping and hollering. Yep. Like, it's going to be me. Except for I was trash, bro. Come on! <laughs> Get him! <laughs> like that video of LeBron and Savannah when they were hyping up. That shit is always cute. I'm like, I would never have a son that good. <laughs> If I, I like also, I don't want a son. I want a daughter. Do you? Yeah. Hmm. What makes you want that? Man, that that daddy daughter love is pure. That son, uh, dad love is only pure for like six years, and then that nigga trying to fight you when he's about twelve to eighteen, and then depending on how that shit go, he might not fuck with you, or he gonna be your nigga. Worst case scenario, I just gotta fight whatever bitch ass nigga. <laughs> you have a daughter; she's gonna be spoiled as fuck. Oh yeah, it's gonna be dope as fuck. Though. I'm be doing tea parties and shit. <laughs> a juice tea party? That shit gonna be elite, bro. She got the best taste in music and everything. Like daughter all the way. I don't want no fucking son. I'm gonna have a fucking all boy. Yeah. <laughs> she's gonna be- She's going to be on some princess shit for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then she's going to bring home some thug-ass nigga. You're going to have to go ahead and keep that shotgun. Like, I hate this nigga. Close. <laughs> I hate niggas right now. <laughs> Woo. Jesus. Like, you like this? He don't even like good music. <laughs> like, I'll just take that shit first. He brought this. That's definitely going to be your first question. Is like, hey, all right, son, what kind of music you enjoy? What's old school, nigga? nigga? <laughs> <laughs> if he don't pass that music test, you're going to be like, nope. <laughs> little baby. <sighs> I like little baby, but I mean, you, you don't think it's nothing older than that? <laughs> Yo. You not sneezing? It's just going to be an extension of how I treat my dog. Be like, what the fuck, bro? That's how I'm going to treat my son. It's my dog. Be like, hey, how you doing, princess? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Basically. Hey. My sister is like begging me to have a kid right now. And I'm just like, we have this conversation all the time. My response <laughs> is going to be the same. Like, 
who gonna be the daddy? What, <laughs> what do you want me to do about Where the father part? Is this thing? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? I'm confused. She was like, no, we can be the daddy, girl. Don't worry about we, it. We can be the daddy. I it's said, like, ma'am. <laughs> that might be the name of the title. <laughs> we can be the daddy. She's like, no, ma'am. I am not signing up for that. <laughs> that sounds horrible. We can be the daddy. Bitch, bye. If a man, woman, or anything tells you we can be the, the daddy about a baby, you about to carry him? <laughs> Don't Mm-mm. go with that shit. Hell no. Nah. nah, bro. Fuck that. <laughs> we can be the daddy. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, uh, would you... You think you would spoil your kids equally? Like if you had a boy and a girl? Or would you be like... I would try to. Yeah. Nah, fuck that shit. Fuck this little nigga. Nah. The only thing is if you do have a little boy and a girl, you can't just be like... You know, fuck them up one way or another if you don't try to be equal. A little son of growth that resent you. Yeah, I would try to, but I feel like just off GP, most older children get spoiled just because they're the first ones. Unless you have like three or more, it's very hard to be like, super equal between all of them because that second kid just gets like the hand-me-down of everything luckily i was the second kid but i was, a, but boy. was a boy yeah so it's not like that in hindsight they treated maria like shit well not my dad will do anything for maria to this day i guess that might be where i got it from like i the reason i think that i would have some super sports ass nigga as my son is because that is what my daddy got mm-hmm. for his first son. A nigga that liked to read books and listen to music <laughs> and shit. Like, he was like, oh, I got somebody to watch football with. No, you don't. <laughs> Not me, sir. I I forced myself to watch it down. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. So I just know that it would be the opposite. Be like, this nigga don't even read books. <laughs> <laughs> he don't even read. <laughs> That means he can barely read. Um, you know, I would definitely try to be equal in the spoiling, but I feel like it's impossible. I, oh, that's why I only want one. I mean, even if you know, if I do have one, I would only want just one. I wouldn't want multiple kids. Also, at the point I'm at now. If this shit happened, it's a fucking miracle anyway. So, I mean, shit. We are not going to try for multiple. I know people say that we're still young. We're 32, but... (laughs) It doesn't... I'm not going to say it don't feel like that because I still really just don't feel like a fucking adult. But at the same time, like... I is. 32 and... Single just does not make me feel like children are in my near future and i could be completely wrong i could meet the nigga of my life tomorrow and be pregnant in six months like a year from now be but like, right now <laughs> like well he did call that shit <laughs> right now <laughs> i don't know i just i just don't know you know i don't know i gotta see it happen first <laughs> for me <laughs> 
And then I don't pregnancy is fucking scary as shit. Like for some reason, pregnancy has been another like trending thing on Twitter. Like, oh, if you know, if you weren't scared of pregnancy before now, look at this shit or look, look at this. You know, th- these are things that they don't tell you about pregnancy. And it'd be some new horrific oh, shit. It's, it, it'd be a lot like ooh, I, all I'm going to say is. When I get pregnant, just know that I really love a nigga. <laughs> because we ate the father. Because <laughs> baby, look, this pregnancy should be looking real raggedy. Ronald Isley has a 50 year old and a 13 year old. When one of your children can be the parent of another one of your children, could be the grandparent. Truly, and you could be the great grandparent. Yeah, that's a thirty-seven year gap. And it's tons. Of, I think my was my mom at thirty-seven. She became a great grand mom. Who? Let's think. She had Maria at what eighteen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Maria. Then Maria had a kid at 20. So she was 38. My mom's an old soul, though. She was telling us shit the other day. She was like, yeah, we used to help. Because <laughs> she lived with her grandparents. Like, my granddad was at war. She lived with her grandparents since she was like six. She was like, yeah, and grandmama would go out there and get some balls off the trees and use it for our, uh, our health stuff. Like, how old are you? <laughs> Some boss off the tree. I mean, you should. Yeah, we used to. Uh, <laughs> but my, gr- I'm sorry. Them aloe leaves. What was it? Aloe. Yeah, aloe vera leaves. There, no, there was some plant that had a leaf where if you broke it, it had like white stuff in it. Not. I know them aloe leaves have, have the, the gel. gel. Yeah. But there was another plant. I cannot remember what kind of plant it was. But my, in defense of my great grandma, she was a midwife also. She's actually the one that delivered my dad. Oh, wow. That's yeah. cool. Like, she was the midwife of the area. I didn't notice, but my mom, my mom had Maria with a midwife. Did she tell you about that experience? Yeah, she preferred it. Because, you know. Dick. <laughs> Your mom seems like the type that would have a midwife. My mom is like an original black hipster. Yeah. That's like she was like a hippie before it was like that was like the thing. Mm-hmm. Also, I mean, she was a hippie in like the 80s. Niggas was trying to have <laughs> like uh uh jerry curls and shit. Mm. She was she was playing with natural hair. The word jerry curl just really sends me into what like why did that have a hold on oh, black America? Baby, I don't know, but now I can smell it. <laughs> Ugh. Jesus. A process. Oof, my God. You know. Um. <laughs> it, it's one of those smells that just stings it just the really, nostrils. It just really sticks. I know. You're like, mm. That is one of those terrible nostalgia smells. Also, because like like we grew like we were born in 88. So, you know, we both our family's from country ass places. We caught the tail end of people yes. having Jerry curls. I definitely remember people having a curl. And Jerry curls, like that just became a part of your smell. I don't care 
how much fucking cologne or perfume or how good you smell, yeah. your jerry curl was a part of whatever the fuck you smell like. And also, I would like to see a Venn diagram of the people that had jerry curls and also smoked. It has to be just a circle. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Just one big circle. That is the same demographic of people. Newport's Jerry Curl. Oh, wow. Yeah. You, you know what's crazy? Newport's get a bad rap, but you know who the niggas you got to watch out for? Them niggas that smoke cools. Mm, why you say that? Just, just don't sit right that they just went. <laughs> like, we got one nigga cigarette. And these niggas is like, no, I'm going to get the other brand. I'm going to get the Pepsi. Instead of the coke, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like I used to smoke camel menthols. Niggas used to look at me weird, but like, nigga, you smoke camel? What? You ain't got no port. <laughs> I understand it now. <laughs> yeah, Newport was the mark of the nigga, bro. It ain't nothing like hitting a new a Newport. <laughs> you know, I don't think I've ever smoked a Newport. I think I've only smoked. Which white cigarette do you smoke? Yeah, it's definitely a white cigarette. I think it's a marble. Was it the... Uh, I think it was a menthol as well. Ooh, marble menthol. Ooh, yeah. yeah, it was pretty disgusting. That's some white thug shit. <laughs> yeah. Hey, like, hey. Good old college. And uh, I've had an American spirit. I've smoked tons of American spirit because I'm a bougie ass nigga. And jarums, but those aren't really considered. Those are clothes. Cigarettes, yeah, those aren't. Chance used to like clothes. No, bro, they're not tobacco. I love the smell of cloves. Yeah. So, yeah, there's that. If anybody's struggling with smoking cigarettes, I'm sorry. We just, the last couple of minutes, we like, I just like the smell. <laughs> I used to like the smell of cigarettes if that's weird. Like not even not the fresh smell of like somebody smoking one, but if anybody ever had like the faint smell of it. Yeah. That's even weirder. Yeah. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's way weirder. I think it was only on certain people though. Like if their BO was matching with it. Not even BO, but just like when that becomes just like a part of who they are. Their essence, and it's almost like not even necessarily a comfort, but just like a, I don't know, like this is you. I guess it is. I I think I know what she's talking about, though. Because some people have like that, that mix of like not like neutral body odor, cologne, and a like kind of goes in with their natural yeah. scent not necessarily your bo but just like that your natural yeah i i think i know what you're talking about yeah i under, <laughs> i underdig my nigga uh i was gonna show you the pictures i took because you know i just be doing stunt ass shit you know <laughs> That's what I, I made my Twitter thing. I saw that. When did you take that? Uh, Tuesday. Mm, I had that one. I like that one. You took that with the camera? Yeah. Yeah, I like that one. I'm still trying to learn how to shoot my face with glasses. 
that shit is a whole new dynamic. Yeah, you have to do some editing as far as the glare, or there should be like a glare setting somewhere. I start learning my angles with the glasses. That helps. Because mm-hmm. it's a whole new dynamic to it. You got to kind of put the lens like under. Yeah. It can't be straight on. or. That's also what I was like, man, I got to lose fucking weight because my chubby ass face can't be. That's still a good picture. It's because I'm a good looking ass nigga. And that lighting, <laughs> that lighting, like when it's yeah. not, the sun isn't high in the sky. It's just even light. That, uh, probably, what's it called? The golden hour? That should be busting, bro. Especially like when you're not trying to get right in the sunlight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It almost gives you a film effect, to be honest. Yeah. Because it's just so smooth. Like, I honestly prefer taking like real good photos in like overcast lighting outside. Me too. Like, those are really the best, just smooth, even light. I like it though. (laughs) All right. So we got to get into the bullshit. We've been bullshitting enough. Okay. So, you know, last week we sent our well wishes to one Earl Simmons. And sadly, we hoped that he would. You know, conquer the enemy the way he has always conquered the enemy. But this time he didn't make it. But on a bright side, I do feel like he's in no more pain. True. Which as a troubled soul, a fellow troubled soul, I had a connection with DMX that, you know, if you if you feel it, you feel it. If, like, if. It's one of those things to where if you have a deep emotional connection with them, it's just one of those. That's the first, it's one of the first rappers I ever had their explicit album. Mm-hmm. I have an attachment to DMX. Did I listen to him as much as I got older? No, because I had other like favorite rappers, but X was always X. Mm-hmm. Also, X always had those like. <laughs> X has those like Rick James like stories where people be telling stories about DMX. You're like, yo, just the unbelievable. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I could see X doing that. So, RIP to Earl Simmons, aka Darkman X, the great. And, you know, I've been trying to be happy about it. Like it is very hard, man. It is so hard. It's so it's just especially seeing like all of these videos coming out, just videos that regular people have from just meeting this nigga in the street or (laughs) I don't know, I don't know. Like, did you see that one story about the girl who went to one of his shows and he was talking about like mental health and and she started crying and and he invited her? Yeah, he saw her crying and you know, gave her his number and like if she was ever struggling, give him a call. And he, he it was sincere. And it's not so much that I'm shocked by that because I feel like I've always known that DMX has been a decent nigga. Like we haven't known DMX to just be reckless as far as 
towards people. Like, yeah, he, he's, he's had this overly malicious, right? Like, he's had his, you know, his drug issues and you know, partying and drinking too much and doing crazy shit to himself. But as far as just out here, you know, trying to get over on people or being malicious, he's never been that person. Um, and it's crazy because you can see. And not to not to tie racism into it, but a lot of like white people on the outside of DMX and his music and who he was are just like shocked by, you know, everybody coming out with such like heartwarming stories about him. And you you know that it's because white people are painting rappers as these super thug just thug terrible niggas and i mean obviously dmx has you know i'm saying a a growly you know voice when he raps and he comes off as an angered person but yeah i don't know i just that that kind of got on my nerves like wow like never knew dmx was so blah 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 meanwhile black people are like oh you know this speaks to who he was and you can definitely tell that he was good here. I do feel that, like I said, if some of the white people I've seen that people that struggle with depression, like I said, are a different breed. Mm-hmm. Like we can see the darkness in somebody and we root for mm-hmm. those mm-hmm. people. So I've seen a lot of those people also. I haven't really seen the people be like, well, we didn't know. I've seen the people that DMX means something different to them. Almost in a way that like uh like for me. I was too young to really listen to Tupac. But the first rapper I really felt when as they were coming out. Like cause even when I was young I had depression. So like I could listen to it and it was it touched a nerve. I couldn't fully relate to everything because, I mean, he had trauma that a lot of people didn't have. Mm-hmm. But he also had trauma a lot of people did have. And people could relate to that. But, yeah, like, X is just different, bro. And it sucks. Because, in a weird way, I kind of always hoped that uh, he would become, like, some kind of, like, pastor. He was more or less a pastor. He was he was very spiritual, and he was quick to tell people that. that yeah, he was. You know, he was strong in his faith, and he really believed in God. Um, the other thing is, I've been listening to a lot of them lately, and I've also, I've, I've realized a couple of things. Uh, not gonna be one of those guys and be like, I, I saw the problematic thing. That where the hood at verse though. Oh God. Ooh, that was ooh! I can't just rock with that. That was tons of homophobia. It's it, that didn't age well at all. Yikes! You know, age perfect. How's it going down? Mm-hmm. That's gonna be the song of the summer. Cause that shit is perfect. That's like that's rap that you don't get. What I noticed was. Um Instagram, that's all they had. Like, if you wanted to ever add music to a story. Yeah, it was all DMX. It was all DMX. But how's it going down is, like, summer classic. That's what everybody was talking about. Uh, I'm jealous, but the tipping point started, like, 
the their background music this week was how's it going now. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. I'm jealous. A fuck. <laughs> but like that's like that shit like you listen to when you were a kid and you're like, oh this sounds cool. But now as you're an adult, you're like, you can fully understand the story and you're like, that shit. The way he broke it down was fucking amazing. Yeah. A lot of people don't focus on like I mean, everybody knows he's a good rapper, but, like, the technique Mm -hmm. of his writing is, like, crazy. Yeah. Like, it's the conversational style, Mm -hmm. especially that first album. It's, like, it's storytelling, but, like... It's not preachy storytelling. It's it's It's, stylized. Yeah, it's not, like, let me tell you a story. (laughs) It's, like, a day in the life of Earl Simmons. And... It's almost kind of like these are the thoughts in my head, yeah. And but I'm just like getting it out on paper. And I people gonna get mad about this. It's almost the same way that Eminem <laughs> tread lightly. <laughs> Niggas about to get angry. <laughs> Eminem, like on those first like two albums would be expressing himself and you'd be like, oh shit, this is ramen. Mm. Like you get so caught up in what he's saying that you're not thinking about, yo, this nigga is spitting his fucking ass off. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not a lot of rappers that have that. Like, like I, I don't like the people that act like, oh, so y'all weren't talking about DMX last week. Like nigga, but my whole childhood, this was that nigga. Yeah. And then seeing, what was that one performance? It was this one that a lot of people kept talking about that was just so high energy and life changing. It was 1999. Woodstock 99. Yeah. Yeah. That was a dope ass performance. That was a legendary performance. That's when that nigga was sitting on top of the fucking world. Also. I'm ready for the documentary. It's cool. Did you watch the Rough Riders documentary? Uh uh-uh, not yet. It's a uh, part of it's on YouTube. Like BT had, like, I'm remembering. DMX little uh, 11 hour period thing mm-hmm. it's on YouTube but uh, like it they kind of more or less edited the parts with DMX and they kept most of that into the little thing mm-hmm. man that nigga X was a fucking legend that nigga like they said he used to rob people with a dog <laughs> so like he'd be like yo it's a stick up and then if they didn't like run it quick enough he unleashed the dog on them <laughs> that nigga loves some dogs yeah but all the DMX stories have been my favorite thing like this one you were arrested for impersonating a federal agent <laughs> yeah about that how, how does how does that it's just work? like it's just some of the things you do like I said like when, when you when you're a celebrity it's rare that you get fair treatment. You either can get away with anything or get arrested for nothing. And I was just, I was actually late in the airport and I had, had uh, an expedition. I had the police package in there. I put a supercharger in there, the blacked out rims, I had the police lights, had the siren, the PA system, all that. And this guy was driving in front of me and he's driving really slow and I'm like, I hit the lights. Wait, wait, wait. He pays me no mind. I'm like, hold up. He's not respecting my authority right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, pull over. I hit him on the PA system, and he still didn't pull over. So I run around. I pulled him. I'm like, yo, homie, like, what if I was a real, you know, emergency vehicle? So I just cut him off. I jumped out. I was like, yo, man, 
And I told a lady, it was in the parking lot, the airport parking lot, I said, um, call the police. This guy's driving like an ass. And of course, the police run out and run straight to the black guy. Right, hands up. I'm like, I called you guys. <laughs> yeah, they came and locked me up. And I said, yeah. So you called the cops on I yourself. Told the, I told the parking lot lady, yeah, the parking lot attendant <laughs> in the airport, security, and to call the police because he was driving like he, he seemed to be under the influence of something. <laughs> this nigga, he, whoo, he had a colorful ass life. This this is I mean I might have be hey we might get canceled after this but fuck it this is from uh <laughs> yeah but you know that's not that is not what yeah. he's doing right. because you're right. lucky right. 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 you know right. that like that he can't stop that <laughs> he can't stop that, <laughs> that boy is him. people are probably trying to help him right. stop that like, like yeah. that's who he is Every you know what I'm saying it, yeah Nah, that's it. I can't remember the story verbatim, but like, oh, this is currency on uh, ninety-five cell. I watched that episode. One of the homies who threw the show went to pick him up from the airport. Yo, eighty-five cell niggas been on it with the interviews. So he got in the car and was like, "Nah, don't trip. I got it." You know what I'm saying? And my partner who threw the show, the promoter, nigga, was just like hanging out and was like, "Well, you know." We, we want, I had to go pick up my son. Do you want to go to the school to pick my son up? And DMX goes, is this right? Goes to the school and signs his kid out for him. Uh, yo. <laughs> I saw that story the on show. Twitter. The day of the show, my nigga DMX like, well, fuck it. You know, just driving his shit. Right. Like, this motherfucker get down, bro. Like, what all you got to do? Damn. And fucking just busting moves for him in his shit. And still did the show, smashed the show. The, the kid was so young that the school couldn't even really un- grasp what was happening. Right. Fucking DMX is there just signing him out. Man, you know how scared I'd be. Do you hear somebody call me and be like, yeah, your daughter just left the building with DMX? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, what is going on at New Orleans school system? All these rap legends are picking up DMX walked out the airport, saw the vehicle, and was like, I want to drive this. I want to drive this motherfucker. Move. And drove and was like, even like even the way like he has it's so endearing the fact that he's just like this nigga barking on tracks and people are just like i mean this dmx of course what else is he gonna fucking do like i was listening to uh what's my name and that should make you want to run through a brick wall oh yeah you think it's a fucking game? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a lot of his music had that effect, though. As far as making you want to run through a big wall. Yeah. Like, it's just... It's just different, bro. Like... Oh, man. I'm miss DMX. But... Yeah. It's gonna be... I was thinking about closing this episode with a, a prayer from DMX. <laughs> like his albums used to always have. And also, DMX gave us this moment. You gotta know, I'm a nigga for life. <laughs> Bro, like, man, these young kids don't fucking know. They don't have a clue. 
Somebody else brought this up. I can't remember where they live, but they said it rained on the day DMX died, and it rained here. It's like, so man, oh, yeah, that's my nigga. Yeah, he's a crazy uncle. Yeah. <laughs> also, he was just such a good person. I don't get why people always have to lust after somebody right after they die. Yeah. <laughs> That's weird. That's very weird. And then it was five. He's dead now. What are you getting out of saying this? People just be wanting to pop off, bro. Like, I get get people are attractive. Or people, especially, you know, the superstars of when they were kids. Those people always hold a certain place. Like, you know, Beyonce... I always hold a certain place in my heart because Beyonce was fine as fuck when I was going through puberty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's just natural. But I mean, the day she died, I'd be like, yo, but she had them yams out. <laughs> <laughs> like, people were just straight lusting. Oh, shit. And then also, the funny thing is, this also relates to another video I saw. This ain't, I'm not talking about DMX per se in this, but it was a, this, oh, this gonna be fucked up, but it's gonna be funny. Um, it was a video of <laughs> barbers cutting homeless dude's hair and like the before and after, and it was just all these women in threads being like, mm, he went from a, I don't know to fine. Oh yeah. And then this one girl was like <laughs> I That should re- be weird. I didn't retweet it, but it was funny. She was like, Oh, they gonna be getting hella hoes cause a uh, women love a hopeless dude that's handsome. <laughs> <laughs> women love a project. Oh yeah. They look you handsome. Oh, we can work on all this other shit. Fuck that shit, baby. Move in. <laughs> yeah. Like I was like when I was watching the DMX doc and they were talking about all the shit he was doing before he like became famous mm-hmm. this nigga got a little money got some healthy weight on him and women were throwing it at him forgetting all the crazy shit he did DMX was a good looking dude he was but I'm saying also divorce is the fact of DMX was DMX well, yeah I mean I'm not gonna. I'm not talking about anything. Else. DMX and Belly. Belly was such a stylized movie that everybody looks gorgeous in Belly. Like uh, Terrell Hicks looks amazing. Yeah. Like you. I ain't even a weird nigga, but you know the sweat when sweat looks good on you, you know. <laughs> And I'm like anybody that's attracted to humans, when when you think somebody looks good and sweat, you know that that's a good looking person. <laughs> Meanwhile, I be looking like I'm dying when I'm sweating. Like, is this nigga all right? <laughs> Somebody give this nigga some Gatorade. He needs some milk. <laughs> <laughs> um. Speaking of a nigga that need milk, uh-oh. <laughs> I just live for transitions to be like, well, speaking of a nigga that live, what? <laughs> uh oh. So, 
we used to get a lot of flack that we never talk about sports on here. So here's a sports issue for you guys. Here we go. Okay, so the Nets were playing the Lakers the other day, and Kyrie Irving was, some people could say, was getting or giving the business to Dennis Schroeder. And, you know, Kyrie decided to get in the face of Dennis Schroeder, who is uh, an African man that was raised in Germany. Germany. And, like, all real niggas around the world, when a nigga get in your face, you say, God damn, nigga. And that's what he said to Kyrie. And Kyrie decided that he was going to continue going off to the point to where they both got ejected. The next day... (laughs) Kyrie, like, well, first, the night before, everyone was like, damn, I wonder what he said to Kyrie to set this nigga off like mm-hmm. that. And the next day, Kyrie got on his bullshit. And let me, see, let me find the whole ass shit that he put. Because, you know, Kyrie is uh, not even a slight hotel. Kyrie Hotep is fuck. So it's on that morning, Kyrie tweeted, the N-word is a derogatory racial slur. It will never be point a term of endearment, point reclaimed, point flipped. Never forget its foul and true history. Throw the N-word out the window right alongside all of those racist words used to describe my people. We are not slaves or ends. First of all, nigga. (laughs) I know this nigga ain't get upset about somebody else calling him a nigga. Nigga, what else were we supposed to say when a nigga get in some another nigga's face? Nigga, goddamn nigga, that ain't calling you a nigga. That's saying what the fuck. And 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 and, as a black person, we cannot just speak for all black people. Yes, when we talk about things that. When we talk about just the meaning of things in general, especially when it comes to things like this that have been not necessarily repurposed, but you know what I'm saying? like Reclaimed. Yeah, things that we have reclaimed or that some other people have reclaimed, if I'm speaking like Kyrie, you can't tell people what certain things mean to them. Exactly. And I say that for black and white people who would try to tell black people what to say. It's people that get upset about us saying nigga. If you don't like it, you don't have to the say nigga it. nigga shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to say it, but you can't sit here and tell me that me using it in any reference, whether I'm talking to you or talking about you or talking about myself or talking about my other niggas, you can't tell me how I'm using it or that me using it is derogatory yeah and also when you do certain things in the in the eyes of other people we'll say the broader audience that is watching some of that shit looks coonery to me i ain't like look i was raised by a woman who hates the n-word she does not say the n-word when i say the n-word in front of her she gets mad so 
I understand. I understand there's people that's not going to like that word. But that is a personal decision. And therefore, you shouldn't be able to shame us into saying something that, like, we know the ugliness of the fucking word. But we also know that culturally, it means something different when it's coming from me. Now, if you don't want to be called that, I understand it. Mm -hmm. Don't tweet this fucking bullshit out for the broader audience to be able to be like, see? (laughs) (laughs) And, and, And also just expect people to be on your side. And then also, they put that video out of him saying nigga. Right after it, and it was like, nigga, uh, <laughs> you're proving the point. Like people get all all the way new woke mm. and want to like shame everybody into doing some shit they were doing like last week. Like, bro, if if that's your path, I have no problem with it. I have no issue with it. But if you're going to get upset and tell the rest of us that we shouldn't be able to do something, fuck you, nigga. And I mean that shit from the bottom of my goddamn heart. Straight up. Um, Can we talk about some more sports bullshit? Sure. (laughs) So, the new head coach at, uh, is it North Carolina? (laughs) 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 Woo. Speaking of a nigga that needs milk, <laughs> I wish we could just name this. Speaking of a nigga that needs some more niggas in his life, um, we got to trade lightly or not. Fuck it. Let me see. Can I find the fucking video? I can find <laughs> everything that I think I'd be bookmarking. I don't be bookmarking, and that'd be fucking me up. I wanted to talk about this last week, but I, I was like, she ain't no way she's seen it. When you search his name on Twitter, the first thing that comes up is wife. Ooh, we. <laughs> so the new, <laughs> the new head coach of North Carolina, mm. Tar Heels basketball team, mm-hmm. who is the fourth uh, black head coach. I mean, mm-hmm. the fourth black coach of any team at North Carolina ever. And the first uh, first black man host the basketball. T- I mean, not host the best to uh, coach the basketball team. Got on his press conference and somebody, you know, they asked him how it felt because you know that's a hey, that is when you do some legendary historic black shit. That is the softball answer that all black people in some way or another has always dreamed what would happen if I was the first black person to ever do something. Hey, that's life growing up in America. True. And this nigga decided to do this shit. (laughs) I'm African-American and I'm the head coach here. It's significant. Um, I know that in terms of division one head coaches all around the country, only 26% of the head coaches for Division I men's basketball are compromised by minorities, specifically African-Americans. I know that it is significant that I'm fourth 
African-American head coach in any sport in the history of the university that of North Carolina. African-American be hitting different. I'm very yeah. proud yeah. of the African-American. <laughs> but very I'm proud. also very proud uh. that my wife is white. And I'm very proud that my three beautiful, unbelievable kids are a combination of both of us. The question is why? Question is <laughs> That is the question. Like why? Why? Why did you even bring your wife into it at all? Even if your wife was black, like it's not even the fact that your wife is white that's a problem. Oh, that nigga dreaming. Yeah. Um it's His just, homie died. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> A rough rider. Uh, it's just the fact that you had to point out that she was white on top of even bringing your wife into it. Like, I'm, I'm just, I'm so confused. And it just, it gives me, it gives me a nigga that still wanting white acceptance while also pointing out that you've made this very huge milestone and historical milestone being that you're not only the first black coach for this football team, but the fourth one or basketball team, the fourth one in the school's history. Right. So it's just like, (laughs) and then plus Carolina, like, it's only been two coaches the last, I believe, 50 years. Mm-hmm. The uh, legendary Dean Smith mm-hmm. and uh, Roy Williams, who's retiring this year. Like, they've coached, Dean Smith coached James Worthy, Michael Jordan, like, legends. Mm hmm. So this is big level. But why? What was the point? Like, what was your end goal in bringing your wife into it, but also being very deliberate about letting us know that your wife is white and that your children with your wife are biracial? Like, what? Clear addition. (laughs) Make it the way If two plus two is four. If Johnny has five <laughs> apples, like what? I, I don't understand, sir. Like, are you so? Are we supposed to hold you to a higher standard because you've integrated your family? Or all right, in twenty twenty one. All right, I'm gonna get this nigga a little slack. <laughs> what if he was just trying to point out the fact that a black man married to a white woman in this deep south? is now the head coach of a team that has never allowed a black coach, let alone something that was legally illegal 40 years ago. I mean, it's better ways to say that though. It's still a no for me though. (laughs) It's still a no for me because it's, it's gotta be a better way to say that than my white wife. It's a no for me because that was just none of our business at that time. Like you being this head coach 
I'm sure that your wife and your kids were going to be put into the media somehow, some way, at some point, and we could have found this out for ourselves. So why? Uh, in words, why? That's all I got for that. Um, That's all I have. Going along that same tip, though, <laughs> there was some more shit that service on the internet <laughs> about white and black things. And this is where the episode gets a little dark. So, Dante Wright. Dante Wright was a 20-year-old young man, young black man in Minnesota um, who was murdered by the police. And I, we don't have to go into super, super detail, but basically it was a traffic stop and long story short, yeah, police officer thought that his taser was her taser. or her taser was or her gun was, was her a taser. taser, quote unquote. Um and so now, you know, we have lost another innocent black person to the hands of the police. And then also like not to only focus on that but all the other fucked up police incidents that have gone viral in the last like two weeks like like this shit is starting to blow up again like we always have this surge every year of stupid police shit like this yeah and now we're seeing it in 4k (laughs) literally yeah like and I'm just tired like the video with the guy in Virginia who got pulled over, uh, and he didn't stop. He's he stopped at the gas station, and he was a lieutenant in the army. Mm. And then at the gas station, they pepper sprayed him and told him to get out of the car repeatedly and all this stuff in his uniform. So, all the people who the last couple of years have been Kaepernick didn't respect the troops, mm. or they he he wore pig socks. Mm-hmm. But when you combine all these things together, and you have a police officer stopping a serviceman that is clearly in service, yes, this ain't no costume. And they said that they stopped him because his car didn't have tags when he had just bought that car and the, t- and the tags were in the window in a sticker which follows state law. They still treat him like a fucking nigger. Hard R. Yeah. That is why all this shit is frustrating. And then also, going back to uh, what's his last name? Dante. Right. Right. So they pull him over because according to reports, he has something hanging from his rear view mirror. Mm-hmm. And in that state, that is illegal. What was this? He had an air freshener hanging from his. Oh, I but it's a, say a rosary. I didn't, I didn't get, you can't have anything story. hanging oh. off it, which 
to people like us who grew up in the dirty South, yeah. we got tons it's of shit hanging standard. off. Our, I know. <laughs> White, black, everybody got some shit hanging off they, they rear view. That shit was surprising to me. But when you think about how anti-black policing has evolved, it would make sense that you would try to target black people in subtle ways to make it to where you can stop them. Mm-hmm. So he is stopped. He allegedly has warrants for his arrest. But with somebody that deals with court information and stuff, people miss court all the time for all types of stuff. But people are focusing on, well, he has warrants for this, this, and this. But I don't know why this is such a random, I don't know why this is such a hard thing for people to realize in a first world country wrapping our heads around even the idea that if somebody is guilty, they do not deserve to die by the fucking police. Yeah. You don't get to, as a police officer, just decide that you're judge, you're going to punish people in the way that you want to punish people, especially when death is one of those punishments that you think that they deserve. You can't come back from that shit. And it's just real telling when people, you know, get on internet and just say some of the dumbest shit and just act like these people aren't humans. Or like in the Chauvin case, because I refuse to call it the George Floyd case because George Floyd was a victim of the state mm-hmm. and not the person on trial. In the Chauvin case, first of all, if they get off, I ain't going to say nothing dangerous. If they get off, fuck all. The thing I will say is if they get off with clear videos of murder and, you know, look, I understand what I understand that Everybody's entitled to defense if you go to trial. But the shit that the lawyers for the Chauvin are trying to just act like, you know, anything but what we see. Mm-hmm. Like the other day, they said maybe it was the carbon dioxide from the car running next to Mr. Floyd's face that may have attributed to him dying. So, <laughs> we're supposed to believe that it's got to be some invisible force that may have caused George Floyd to die instead of the knee on his neck for over eight minutes that killed him. Carbon dioxide? The only invisible force that had anything to do with his death is white supremacy yep and I'm tired of fucking fighting white supremacy I don't look man I'm gonna say like this cause I'm not gonna just like if I get angry I don't like to get angry on this shit because I can't be around people but Like, what the fuck, bro? 
like, how many people got to die before you realize, you know, we got to, we might have a car problem. Before y'all stop making stupid ass excuses, like he had warrants and he smoked weed and. <laughs> but yeah. Um, but you know, it's, it is getting to the point to where some people can't even like deny, like they ain't falling for the whole, like, well, we shouldn't loot shit. Some people are just like, no, nah, this shit's fucked up. This is from Pat Robertson. You know, I, I think a lot of people are thinking like I was that both gun, both the gun and the taser would be put on your dominant side, but it's not that way. Yeah, but they have to cross where they have on different, different. So you actually have to reach across yourself. Yeah, you feel the difference. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely there's just no discernible. comparison. As I say, they're not making tasers in this yellow color anymore. They're, they're making them they're in black. They're making them yellow. Now, how she made the difference was she shot that poor guy to death saying, this is what I thought. This is, this is Pat Robertson. Right. And, you know the world is waking up when this type of shit happens. In the field, those things is crazy. And he goes for it. Uh, she deserves. But, I, you know, I am pro-police folks I think we need the police we need the, their servants and they do a good job but if they don't stop this onslaught they cannot do this you know the the police in, in Virginia picked up a, a lieutenant in the army and began to give him trouble and, and our, our, our state police are highly trained but why they don't stop this and this thing is going on in Minnesota, but the Derek Chauvin, I mean, they ought to put him under the jail. He has caused so much trouble <laughs> by kneeling on the, the death of George Floyd. It's just I mean, on his neck. It's just terrible what's happening. And the police, why don't they open their eyes to what the public relations Woke are? Pat Robertson. This stuff. Maybe they need more training. What more fucking training? It ain't no more training in the world, baby. Like, I mean, if it's 2021 and you don't know, let's stop killing niggas. What the fuck else training can you fucking get? You cannot train somebody on how to not be racist. Either they want to be or they don't. And that's just that on that. Yo. Pat Robertson out here preaching to niggas to wake up. (laughs) Straight up. Like, it's, I don't know how you could deny it at this point. Like, we're at the point now to where, and it's not even just, we're going to speak about it from black issues because we're black. Mm-hmm. It's at the point now to where I don't know how anybody can be looking like, yo, the police are out of fucking control. It, I mean, it, it should have been that way. Yeah. It should have. 30, 40 fucking years ago. But it's something about, us having phones in our fucking in our fucking hand and can show people in 4K, you racist. Just like that dude that got arrested the other day for harassing that dude in his neighborhood. I've never seen you around here. Nigga, you live here 10 months. It's tons of niggas you ain't fucking seen around there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God, that was Ooh, that shit pissed me off. Not only do they be having their own trauma, but they think that they should be worshipped. And they think that they have authority over all and that they are not only next to the police, but a lot of them niggas think that they have more power 
within the police and that it's up to them to protect everybody in their neighborhoods and in whatever establishments they go to. And that means that they can do whatever they want to somebody that they find as a threat, quote unquote, or that they think deserves to be handled a certain way or just basically anything that they can do to flex their manhood basically because that's all the fuck that was yeah and that type of shit like these people that be enduring that they really have patience of god because it could never be me it could never have been me no (laughs) i know that i'm a woman but and i get self-preservation stops a lot of this mm. but at the end of the day I ain't gonna say that I ain't gonna put that energy out here at the end of the day it's something uh, uh, death before dishonor yeah shit I'm a man with pride you don't do shit like that you don't just pick up and leave and leave me sick like that you don't throw away what we had no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, but so no, and then I'm sorry. Oh wait, no, I'm a, I'm gonna let you go ahead because I got. And then you got the Adam Toledo thing of a 13 year old boy, which I refuse to watch that video. I've just watched descriptions of that video, and I will take it as uh, gospel that you see a th- that the prosecutors had allegedly said that it showed that a kid had a gun and a. I, once again, I'm not seeing this video, and I refuse to watch more death videos. Mm-hmm. I, uh, they say that the 13 year old boy, because 13 year olds are boys, they are children, threw his hands up, and the police shot him in the chest. 13. It's like a jungle sometimes, you make you wonder how to keep him going under. 13. Third seventh grade. Imagine going to school and hearing that your friend was murdered by the police in seventh grade. Chris Lamb died when we were in fifth grade by getting hit by a car, and that shit fucked me up. Yeah. Every time I drive by his house on like his parents' house on Moore's Mill, it makes me sick. And that was just that was just that type of trauma. I couldn't imagine. Seeing a video of my friend dying. Nope. Especially a viral video. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, too sensitive. And when I, when I say sensitive people, I don't mean from a negative standpoint, but I mean sensitive people who are able to receive emotion Mm. from other things Mm -hmm. please be protective of yourself i have had to learn that the hard way you mean empathizers yes basically fellow empaths or people that are just sensitive souls don't watch all these videos because it will make it's not it gets to a point to where it's just damaging your own soul Mm -hmm. and don't trigger yourself on things. Mm-hmm. Like, it's got to be different ways to fight the struggle. Also, hey, fuck it. I'll say this. 
Fuck marching. That's where I'm at now. All this marching and shit, you know, throwing riots and shit. I'm not gonna say like I'm not gonna scapegoat people and be like you're the reason that like you're causing all the harm because I don't believe that bullshit either. Yeah, no. I just feel like give up. (laughs) 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 They don't fucking care. No, just way you can't you can't give up. I know you want to give up, but. You can't give up. You just gotta find different ways of fighting. And I just don't believe that marching at this point is doing anything. I don't believe useless boycotts are doing anything. Mm-hmm. It's gotta be some revolutionary thing. And I'm not advocating violence, mm-hmm. even though I'm not advocating violence. I believe that it has to be some kind of revolutionary tactics that make things change. And that revolution in itself could be viral videos of people dying and you seeing the life leave them for some people those are effective other people we don't need to take in this energy true whatever your your purpose is within the movement go with that Mm -hmm. and if you don't know what it is find your purpose Mm -hmm. and be that part of the movement the movement does not need everybody in the movement does not have to be a marcher Everybody in the movement does not have to be a viral uh, activist. Mm -hmm. Everybody does not have to be uh, somebody standing on a table telling everybody to charge. There are people that can help finance the movement. There are people that can help uh, spread literature and uh, lessons that people who want to be involved in the movement can get involved with. And everybody has their purpose. If you want to use your platform to do that, by all means, do that. Do it responsibly first. And then also, thanks for tuning in. You can find all be, of our links uh, and merchandise at www.thesuburbanpodcast.com. You can also get your listens in on any of these streaming services, such as Google Play, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Subscribe. Episodes come out every Friday. Beam, beam, beam.